0: I can't
1: I love Thanksgiving. How about you? I love a mic that works. How about that? I love the food, the family, the football, the fun. I love having the perspective of saying thank you. To take some time out and to realize that God really is good. And today I want to talk to you about breaking out with a new perspective because we should have that perspective that God has done good things for us. I think so often I talk to people, and I was actually talking to someone who says that they had nothing to be thankful for. That life had been so hard and so many things were going on that, that they, had, they had really had nothing to be thankful for. And that's why we have to start small. Because sometimes when we're looking at our life, there are things that become overwhelming. But God says, I want you to have that heart of thankfulness. I don't know about you, but that was one reason I love Thanksgiving. Was just pausing in the busyness of life to to say thank you to God for his goodness. Because God wants us to give us the perspective that he is for us. That he is doing good things in our life. And if you can get your Bibles out and your sermon notes out, I want to give you some thoughts today to hopefully change your perspective and put your perspective into right thinking for what God has for you. God wants to give us his perspective in John chapter 10 and verse 10. This comes from the Amplified Bible. It says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Another translation says, I want you to have a rich and satisfying life. That is God's heart for you and me. But you know what the devil does? Is he comes, he steals, kills, and destroys, and he says, God's really not like that. God's keeping some things from you. You don't have everything that you need. There are some things that he hasn't shared with you. There are some things that other people have that you don't have. And, and, and the devil comes in. You know, he did that to Adam and Eve when God had given them everything that they needed in the garden, and he said, you know what? God's holding something back from you. If you would just eat of that fruit, then you would have everything. He's not giving you everything that you need. And the funny thing is, is that he still does the same trick today to you and to me, and we believe it, that we don't have everything that we need. That we don't live that abundant life. That God is not good, that he doesn't provide, and that we should doubt him and his love for us. Psalm 3410 is our key verse for today, and it's this. Those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Man, highlight that in your Bible. Those that trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Listen to me. This is it. You have everything you need. You have everything you need. You have everything you need to fulfill the call that God has placed on your life, to fulfill your destiny. Everything you need, you have. And so often we say, but uh, if only I had more money, or a better education, or a different group of friends, or a better family situation, or, or if I just had a little bit more, maybe if I was a little older, or a little younger, or a little wiser, if I had what other people had, then... Then I'd be okay. I want to tell you, you have all that you need. we got to break out from this thinking that I don't have what I need, that God is keeping something from me. Listen to me today. God has given you everything you need, and that's why we need to be thankful. We need to say in our hearts and in our lives, I have all that I need, to change our thought process, to to change our perspective. God was not having a bad day when he created you. He's given you all that you need. You have all the things, all the people, all the resources you need to fulfill God's call for your life. And if you need more, he'll give you more. Just at the right time, we've got to change our thinking. We've got to become empowered with a new focus. And and as the Bible tells us, to fix our mind on good things. And so here's a, a statement that you can write down and you can repeat. And it's this, I am equipped, I am empowered and anointed for this moment. I am equipped, I'm empowered, I'm anointed for this moment. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Other translations say lack or worry. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. I shall not worry, I shall not want. He is God, and he's given me everything I need for today. Jesus taught us to pray, Give me this day my daily bread. Jesus would not tell us to pray something that he will not answer. God will give you everything that you need for today. You have exactly what you need. You need to say it in your heart. Say it in your mind. Say it with your lips. I have all that I need. Now, it may not be enough for tomorrow. I understand that. But God will take care of your tomorrows as well. You have all that you need today. When you need more, God will give you more. But you have all that you need. Don't let anyone or the world tell you, that you don't have what you need. Because sometimes we watch TV. Sometimes that person speaks into our life and they say, you don't have what it takes. I love Paul's heart in Galatians 1.1. 1, 1. It says, this letter is from Paul, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority, but by Jesus Christ himself and by God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. I love that. I'm not called by man. I'm not appointed by a group. I am called by God. Paul knew that he would never stand before a man on Judgment Day, that he'd only stand before God. Don't let anybody tell you who you are. Don't let anybody tell you you don't have what you need. You have exactly what you need. You will lack no good thing for the seasons that you're in. You have the experience. You have the resources. You have exactly what you need. Right now. Like I said, when you need more, God will give you more. And the reason is because he's working behind the scenes. And here's the bottom line. This is the bottom line to this whole thought here. Is do you trust him? Do you trust him today? Do you trust him for your tomorrows? Do you believe that God is at work in your life giving you all that you need? David He was a man after God's own heart, but he also sinned in a great way. God had to send Nathan, the prophet, to David. And in that meeting, Nathan begins to go over all the things that God did for him. He took you from a shepherd boy, David. You were nothing from a poor family. And he's he's watched over you. And he's helped you. And he gave you strength over Goliath and protected you from Saul. and, and, And he gave you the kingdom and this palace and everything you ever wanted, David. And he walks through David's life. And it comes to verse 8 in 2 Samuel chapter 12. And it says, And if it had not been enough, God says, I would have given you much, much more. David, I have taken such good care of you. I've given you everything you need. If you needed more, I would have given you more. You have what you need for the moment that you live in right now to fulfill the call that God has placed on your life, whatever it may be, you have it. When you need more, God will give you more and not a second late. He's going to take care of you. He's watching out for you. Just as Jesus watched out for the disciples who were caught in the storm, he's up praying on the mountainside and he looks down and he sees that boat in the storm and he comes down the mountain and he walks on the water to the disciples. He was watching out for his disciples. God knows right where you're at the things that you're suffering, the things that you're going through, the setbacks that are happening to you right now, and yet you still have what you need because the creator of the universe is watching out for you. Don't be discouraged. When bad things happen, don't turn to doubt, turn to faith, because God knows what you need and he'll provide it in the moment. Jesus was baptized, and as he was baptized, the Father said from heaven, this is my Son, whom I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit came and descended on him as a dove, and before he enters into ministry, he goes out into the wilderness for a time of testing, and he's there for 40 days, has nothing to eat, and the devil says, turn the stone into bread. Jesus doesn't do it, and you want to know why? Because the heavenly Father knew where Jesus was, didn't he? I mean, the Heavenly Father knew that he was in the wilderness, that he was hungry. And the Father is not going to let the Son starve to death in the wilderness because there's an appointment at a cross in Calvary. And we know at the end of the story that God sends angels to minister to Jesus to take care of him, to feed him. The Father was watching out for Jesus the whole time, and Jesus knew that. Even though he was going through the, probably the, the most difficult moment in his life, he knew God was watching him. And I want to tell you today, where you're sitting, God sees right where you sit. He knows right what you're going through, and He is with you. He knows exactly what you need. And when you need it, He will show up. And that's a new perspective. That's a new faith that we have to have. And so in that faith, we have to get working. We have to step out. And I love when Steve Sanson was here a couple weeks ago. Remember when he taught on the, of the widow's oil? The prophet comes, the widow's about to lose her, her children because she can't pay the bills, and the prophet says, what do you have? What does she say? Nothing. Remember he taught on that? That was great. You can listen online. You know, this idea of, I don't have anything, but well, what's in your hand? Well, that's just a small pot of oil. Okay, we're going to use what you have to do the greatest miracle in your life. What do you have in your hand? What has God placed in your hand? If you have everything you need for right now, what do you have in your hand? Moses had a stick in his hand, but that stick displayed the power of God till the children of Israel were delivered from slavery. Just a stick. That's all he had. Samson had to take on a thousand Philistines, had no weapon, no sword, nothing. He saw on the ground a jawbone of a donkey and he picked it up and he started using it as a weapon until he killed a thousand Philistines. What do you have? David, all he had was a slingshot and he killed the giant. What do you have? Never underestimate what God has placed in your life, the calling that he has on your life, because nothing is impossible for God. It may feel like it's impossible for you, but it's not for him. And so hold on to the promise that I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, that he can do this, that little is much when God is in it. That needs to be our heart cry. Joshua had to to tear down established huge cities and and, and uh, he did it through boldness and courage. God told him in, in Joshua 1:6, be strong and courageous. Gideon had 300 men, and they defeated an army of what was thought to be hundreds of thousands of people. 300. Jesus had five loaves and two fish that were given to him, and he fed thousands. What do you have in your hand? Give it to God and He will multiply it and He will do great things. You have what you need. It's very tempting to look at the person sitting next to you or across the sanctuary and say, Well, I wish I had what they had. Then I'd feel a little more comfortable about fulfilling God's call for my life. If I had what they had, then everything would be okay. No. They have what they have for the race that they're running. You have what you have for your race. And this is really important because it's custom made for you and your call. If you had what they had, it would mess you up. You have what you need. See, Pastor Merrill always looks good in his suits on Sunday morning, doesn't he? He just looks so good good black pinstripe suit today. He looks good. You want to know why he looks good? Because it's custom made. Now, you know how expensive custom made suits are. He doesn't buy them here, you know. So, (laughs) he buys them in India. But he picks out the fabric. He picks out the style. He picks out the weight of that fabric. Then they begin to measure all over. And, and so when he wears his suit, they fit perfect. He always looks good in his suit because they're custom made for him. I may look at him and say, man, that suit looks good. Let me wear it. It, it wouldn't look good on me. Why? Because it's not made for me. David when he was going out to fight Goliath, when Saul still kind of liked David, said, David, you can't go out there and fight him with a slingshot. Wear my armor. Put my armor on. You got to wear something. You got to put something on, David. You can't go out looking like a shepherd boy with a slingshot. When David tried it on, it just didn't fit. In fact, it would have hindered him in the battle because it wasn't his See, what you have belongs to you. And God's doing a good work with what you have in your hand. See, David went to fight Goliath, who had all the armor, had all the strength, had all the power. But Goliath didn't have God. David had exactly what he needed when he stepped out to fight the biggest battle of his life. See, Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Get up and start walking in your calling. Be confident in who God made you to be. And we can walk in that confidence because Christ is with us. We talked about it during communion. If Jesus was dead and buried and is now alive, and that same power is inside you and me, there's nothing that we can't face. We have exactly what we need right now. God can resurrect anything in our life. And everything can be good and for his glory when we keep that right perspective. I had a, a kind of a, a shocker this week for a friend of mine who I've been praying for. It's been on prayer cards. Maybe on a Wednesday night you got that prayer card. But I had a friend who's in ministry that was having trouble with his eyesight. And it, it turned out it wasn't his eyesight. He had a brain tumor. And they went in and they, they, uh, they, they took it out through brain surgery. And we were praying the word benign, that it just would be benign. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. I mean, we were praying hard that this would be benign because God's using him in such great ways. We just want to see uh, his, his life go. And, and God raise him up and keep him strong. What a powerful testimony. And we were just praying that way. Day before Thanksgiving, I get a message from him that not only was it not benign, it's the most aggressive form of brain cancer, uh, and, and he gave me the name. I don't remember the name. And I have to tell you how sad I was, how heartbroken I was. I was praying. We were believing. And, and so I just texted him real quick, and I said, I, I, I'm, I'm so sad to hear that, but we're going to intensify our prayer and we're going to believe. And then he texts me back. I, I think I have it here. I just want to make sure I didn't have it nearby. He texts me back. And this is what he says after I've shared, I, I feel sad. I'm, my heart's breaking, but we're going to keep praying. And, and um, he says, Thanks, man. Much appreciated. But please don't be sad. So much to be thankful for. And I know the Lord has this. He's too big, too willing, and too good to fail. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Wow. Wendell realizes that he has what he needs right now. That God is good. A lot of that in there in in that text was capitalized because he knows that God is able, that he's willing, that he's big, that God's got him. God knows. He may not know what tomorrow holds, but he knows who holds tomorrow. And when Wendell needs more, God will give him more. But right now, he has reason to be thankful today because God is with him. He's not alone. What's our verse for today? What does it say? Psalm 3410, those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me this morning? I want to have a time of reflection. Maybe you're like a person that when we came in today, you were thinking, I don't know if I have anything to be thankful for. Life is hard. I lost my job. I'm losing my house. My kids are going crazy. Maybe you, you, you didn't have a happy family Thanksgiving like so many others, and, and you wished you had a different family, You wish you had a different life. I believe that God is speaking right now, and he is telling you that you have exactly what you need for this moment of your life, that he has not forgotten about you, but that right now he is custom making something perfect for you. And that he works behind the scenes. And he makes everything good, even in the worst situations. And he does it for his glory. Don't let the devil steal your joy or influence your thinking. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life, abundant life, till it overflows. Those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. His word is clear today. Don't let the enemy steal that from you. You have exactly what you need for your race today. So pray, give me this day my daily bread, Lord. And Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. I'm already there. I'll take care of it. When you need more, I'll give you more. As he said to David, if you needed more, I'd give you more. Don't worry about it. I want you to place your life into his hands today and realize and know and accept that you have exactly what you need for today. Lord, I pray that you would change our thinking, that you would change our heart. God, that we would stop wishing for this or wishing for that, that we would stop hoping in the things that the enemy places in front of our mind, thinking that, well, when I have that, it'll be okay. God, we know that you give us life and you give us abundant life, and that you have placed things in our life that that we can use for your glory, that we can use for victory. God, I thank you that we can count on you, that you're watching out for us right at this moment. And if we need something tomorrow, you're already there, and you've got it ready for us, and it's waiting. So, Lord, we're not going to worry about that. We're going to live for today. We're going to live for you, and we're going to change our heart and our mind, and we're going to break out from what the enemy is trying to imprison us with, and we're going to realize that we lack no good thing. You've given us exactly what we need for today. Change our heart. Change our mind. Change our thinking. Change our lives, Lord. And may the same power that raised Jesus from the dead be alive in our life. We thank you, God, today. Thank you for the hope that we have in you, the life that we have in you. And thank you for your word, the abundant life, the good things you have, God. We hold on to those today. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Yeah, that's okay, Ted. You don't have to clap. It's okay. (laughs) But I appreciate it. I do. God is good. His word is good, isn't it? Sometimes we just have to to focus on his word, not on how we feel or how we think, but what his word tells us to feel and think. That's what we need to do. And so I just encourage you to do that. Um, We're going to do something before we go, and we do this uh, each